Hello, fellow humans, and welcome to another episode of Motherfucking Weird Humanity Podcast. I am your goddamn host, Amanda, and as you can tell, this episode is all about swearing. Um, I'm actually going to try to keep the unnecessary swearing to a minimum, but sometimes I can't help but let my inner Samuel L. Jackson run wild. Um, is it technically explicit content if it's educational? I'm not sure. I'm guessing probably so. Um, as always, before we get started, thank you guys so much for being awesome listeners. Thank you for being fans of the podcast. Thank you for all you do to like and share. It helps every single um, listen and download and share to your personal pages has a huge impact. So thank you so, so much. Um, this episode is coming out after the 4th of July. So I hope we all had a wonderful and safe 4th of July. Um, and we haven't lost too many of our goddamn fingers lighting off potentially illegal fireworks. Um, and I am recording this. If you hear outside like birds chirping or just, I don't know, outside noise, I I don't think my microphone will pick it up, but it's super hot out, but my air conditioner is really, really loud, and that just doesn't sound good when I'm recording in my apartment. So I have the door open so as to make sure I don't roast to death while recording this. Um and I have a fan blowing really lightly, so hopefully none of that um, really registers on here. If it does, I apologize. I'm just trying really hard um, not to melt. Um, so let's talk about all things profanity. Um, I have always been curious about the origins of some of my own favorite swear words. Um, etymology in general is, is a study I've always been really curious about. I love learning about the origins of words and phrases. Um, so that's what we're going to tap into today. Um, why some swear words are considered profane, why some aren't. We'll touch a little, little teeny tiny bit on the psychology of swear words towards the end. Um, but it's mostly going to be how swears became a part of our everyday language. And obviously, I'm going to focus mainly on the English language, but there are roots in um, other older languages. Um, and we're going to debunk a couple myths on the origins of some swear words. I bet many of you think you know what F-U-C-K means. Spoiler alert, you're wrong. Um, and this is going to be a much lighter episode than the past couple. We're talking almost no science, um, just some fun knowledge. It is a holiday week, so we're all trying to work less, do less, think less. We just want some fun knowledge about swear words. So let's motherfucking go. So let's talk a little bit about, first of all, what makes a swear word a swear word. Um, the root of most naughty words, unsurprisingly, comes from taboo topics involving our bodies, bodily functions, actions we do with our bodies. Um, 
as society and intellect evolved, the caveman, they began to embrace modesty and privacy. Um, things that that animals and and we as humans are animals did in public without a second thought as we evolved moved behind closed doors and therefore discussing them became very taboo literally speaking we stopped pooping in the streets and mostly started making love in private so mention of these things in everyday conversation became profane and and scandalous and when it came to insulting another person or wanting to be profane and vulgar for the shock value of it talking about bodily functions became kind of the widely accepted unacceptable way to speak um certain topics are universally taboo now it, it obviously depends on culture but things like death and disease excrement and even sex are are kind of universally taboo um but germans for example they have a much more relaxed view on sex so swear words in in german are much less are much less impactful than swear words having or relating to sex in america um and we're going to get into the specific etymology of of those swear words that have to do with the different bodily functions and and reproduction that's going to be in the next part um in the english language we don't see talk of death or disease in everyday curse words um not that it's something that we talk about openly but it's death and disease aren't considered um explicit or profane topics however um one of the most harsh insults in dutch is to call someone a and i apologize now for my pronunciations i'm going to try but trying to pronounce dutch and even old english and norwegian it gets tricky but the Dutch word is kankerlihir. Kanker kankerlihir, which translates literally to cancer sufferer. That is an insult that the Dutch use. Kankerlihir. Cancer sufferer. Like fucking harsh, bro. Damn the Dutch. And Things that are considered taboo also have changed throughout history, um, and so so have swear words and and what is considered profane. If you think back to the ancient Romans, they were very fluid and more accepting of sex and sexualities. So any sort of swear relating to sex or reproduction is going to be a lot more playful and fun whereas if you move to let's say the victorian era in europe swears relating to anything sexual were considered especially profane if we go further back into the middle ages curse words involving sex or scat another way of saying excrement 
were actually a lot less offensive as a swear involving religion. In the Middle Ages, people were still evolving into a sense of of modesty and and therefore swears any sort of talk of of bodily functions wasn't as taboo as talking blasphemous talking about religion in a bad way um a phrase as benign as i swear to god in the middle ages was literally blasphemy and carried the weight of telling your gram-gram to fuck right off. But today, depending on, of course, the local culture and religious influence of wherever you are, blasphemy can still be considered an offense, but isn't as, as impactful as it once was. Um, because in a sermon, let's say in a in a Christian church um, ceremony, you're going to hear words. You're going to hear talk of God and hell, um, damnation, and Jesus Christ, which is completely normal. But then taken out of context to use as a swear or to insult somebody is is incredibly blasphemous and in some cultures is viewed as some of the harsh, harshest swearing. In French Canadian, for example, a phrase like, here I go with my trying to pronounce French, Chris de Calis de Tabernacle de Oste de Sacrement, saying that, which sounds very, very innocent, is basically raining down a hailstorm of F-bombs. But it literally translates to Christ of the chalice of the tab tabernacle of the host of the sacrament. In America, we just say Jesus Christ. So French Canadians obviously have a lot more flair. But that phrase is considered um, swearing or cursing. If we go even further back in our time machine to the Elizabethan era, um, arguably the greatest playwright of all time, William Shakespeare. And yes, I know the theories of more than one person was William Shakespeare and he didn't actually exist. I'm not going to entertain that, at least not today. Um, but Shakespeare mostly avoided using direct swears and instead used a lot of the clever euphemisms that we know and still use today. But other, arguably less successful playwrights of the 15th century did in fact use swear words more in their writing, um, such as the example I found was playwright Ben Johnson of the 15th century was known to be a little bit more vulgar and a little bit more profane when writing out his plays. And I'm not saying that blatant swearing makes you a lesser writer, makes you worse at your craft, but I am going to say that I have no idea who Ben Johnson is, and we all know who William Shakespeare is. So 
So let's take a look at the etymology, the origin of some of our favorite swear words. And again, I'm I'm using the the English. I'm using English as my baseline, um, but a lot of these words do have their roots in older languages. And I didn't do all of the swear words. If you wanted to write out every swear word that you know, good for you. Sounds like a fun evening activity. I just kind of picked out the the most used, the most obvious, at least to me. Instead of leaving it for the grand finale, let's start with the Mac Daddy of swear words, arguably the harshest of sounding swear words. Fuck. There is popular misconception that fuck was used in the Middle Ages and was an acronym that stood for fornicating under the consent of the king. This was a classic story told at your family picnics, um, but it's actually false. There is no evidence of any king in history requiring his his kingdom folk to get his written permission to bang? Imagine having to literally announce to the rest of the village, and I assume this origin story had had a sign above your front door that basically said you had to ask and therefore be given permission to make love to your man or lady. It's, it's, not a thing. Fuck is likely from the old Germanic word, fuka, but that cannot be confirmed because the word fuck in in all of its various languages was banned from print for most of written history. It actually isn't included in a dictionary until 1966. 1966. I found that to be really surprising. Um, There is no mention of the word or any variances in any dictionary that was published between 1795 and 1965. So, Fuca, oh, I think I said, I think I said that wrong, that the old Germanic word is actually Fikan. Fuca is Norwegian, Folken is Dutch, Faka is Swedish, and all of those language have are are what are called Germanic languages. So they they all have roots in in these same old Germanic language, um, and all of those words mean or meant something along the lines of to breed or to copulate. Um, it's also theorized that the word fuck came to us from the Vikings. Um, so even further back than than when it was thought um, to have first been used in Old Germanic, um, the Vikings possibly brought the word fuck with them when they invaded England in the 700s. Um the earliest written use of the word fuck comes from, of all things, you guys get this, a monk in 1528 wrote out, um, he was writing out an annotation, and in a parenthetical, he referred to a priest as 
fucking abbot. Abbot's another word for for like priest or um, pastor type. Uh, there was never more context uncovered as to why the monk basically said that fucking guy. Um, it's it's literally just a little parenthetical note in you know I imagine written in the in the margin of some sort of greater document. Um, and the first time the phrase fuck off was used, or at least recorded to have been used, was in 1929. So we are a merely six years from the <laughs> centennial birthday celebration of fuck off. I don't know about you, but I plan on celebrating. Let's move on to shit. Again, as many swear words come from the discussion of something that was deemed inappropriate or taboo in in everyday conversation, um, shit and its root words have always meant something in reference to to scat or human excrement. Um, in 1508, the word was first recorded as to also mean an obnoxious or an annoying person. So shit likely um, is also from an old Germanic language, um, Old English, which evolved from Old Germanic, had words like skite, which means dung, skitey, which is diarrhea, and skiten, which is to defecate. The uh, modern German word for shite is scheissen, because of course it is. German, side note, side tangent, I wish I knew German because it seems like a very complex and yet beautiful language, but it also sounds very harsh. Scheissen. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, it, it can be somewhat obvious when you think about how the word went from meaning poo to basically anything or any like possession that is regarded as worthless. Um, you know, this is this is shit. This is this is worthless. This is not worth anything. It's as good as poop. The phrase not give a shit was first used in 1922. And one of my favorite phrases, same shit, different day, didn't enter our daily vocabulary until 1989. Actually, quite a new phrase by... Um, the standards of written history. Now let's move on to the word damn. And I know it may seem obvious where the swear damn comes from. It obviously has religious roots, right? It was used to, in a cursing way, to wish upon a person a miserable life. Damn you. I am, I'm hoping for bad things to happen to you. And today, the word damn just doesn't have the punch that shit and fuck do. It's actually quite benign when you compare it to other curse words. 
but it does have a little bit of an interesting backstory, I guess. <laughs> um, the word damn also has roots in Old French and Latin with the words dampener and dampner, which mean to inflict loss on. And the phrase goddamn, which obvious seems to mean Christian gods smite you down, has actually been in circulation since the 1400s. And despite its double offensiveness, including the blasphemous mention of, of God, sadly, the phrases damn and goddamn are just not as harsh as they once were. And there are quite a few swear words that have pretty obvious and unremarkable origins. Um, for example, bitch comes from Old English, beachy or BC. Um, I'm not sure. I couldn't find how to pronounce it. B-I-C-C-E. I, -I, I want to say that's beachy, um, but it's always meant female dog. Bitch has been used as a way to insult and degrade women since the 1400s. Um, but over the last few decades, women have reappropriated and taken power over the word and changed its meaning to, to often mean a strong, independent woman. However, I would still tread lightly if you are considering whether to call the female you just met, bitch. Piss falls into that category of, if it's a private bodily function, it's forbidden to speak about in public. Oh, no. Um, but piss has been used as a word, meaning literally to urinate, since the 1300s. Um, and we actually don't see the word piss or, or pissed being used as an angry expletive until World War II. It took human history that long to figure out a better way to say, I'm angry. And it would make sense that it happened during World War II, because I'm going to assume there was a lot of pissed off people for very, for many, many reasons during that time. Ass and asshole have somewhat obvious origins as well. Um... Ass, of course, means donkey, and being called an asshole, when the word itself describes, sorry to be vulgar, but literally where the poop com comes from, it is not much of a compliment. You, you don't want to be called an asshole when you consider what asshole really means. The word ass comes from the Old English arse, which I propose we join our Irish and Scottish and English brothers overseas, and we start saying arse instead of ass. I just think it sounds so much cooler. You arsehole. It just, I don't know, has a fancy punch to it. Um, and we have been, been calling each other asses and assholes. In a, in a swearing, in a cursing sense, since the 1400s. Now, 
I purposely left out some words, any words that are considered a slur, and also the word that written out can say, see you next Tuesday. Um, if you ask me, honestly, the only words that should be truly deemed inappropriate for everyday public conversation are those group of slurs. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say them. They are meant to to degrade a certain group of people. And I was not going to give any time researching a list of words that were created by bigots to label a group as less than. Fuck no, I wasn't doing that. Um, and then I just personally hate the word. See you NT, see you next Tuesday. Um, I, I cannot say it. And so there's no way I was going to research it. Um, in my opinion, it is the worst thing you can call a woman and, and should be reserved for only those special, terrible occasions. There is there is a lot of power in words and being mindful of the words we say, who we say them to, and who's around when we say them is is very important. But getting all riled up if a, a newscaster or a celebrity being interviewed or a politician at a rally says shit or damn or fuck, for me, I think that's absolutely asinine. Who cares? They added a little little extra sprinkle into their sentence. Um, I believe there is an unfortunate and disgusting power behind slurs. And my hope is that one day those awful words just fade out of our vocabulary forever. But coming down on public figures who just happen to say shit or damn every now and then what it is considered quote unquote an inappropriate time that just that that seems kind of absurd to me so as i mentioned in the beginning i did want to tap really, really briefly into the psychology of swearing. Um, I was curious about, you know, any psychological effects. And then I was also wanting to know if there's any observable, observable effects that swearing has on society as a whole. Uh, the, the question, is swearing bad? for an individual or a society, the, the umbrella answer to that question is ultimately no. Fuck no. Um, there is no evidence that swearing causes a person's brain to develop any slower or any lesser than a person who rarely or never swears. Um, when it comes to your brain, your brain doesn't even register curse words, what you consider to be curse words, as words as much as your brain registers them as eruptions of emotion. And I found that to be really interesting. Um, the language portion, language comes from the left side of our brain. That's where 
That's the side of the brain that controls, you know, math and logic and basic motor functions. But brain activity during the release of a swear word shows the right side of the brain lighting up, which is the side we associate with emotion and catharsis. So a person who uses like milder swear words, like, for example, piss and damn in everyday conversation, those words are probably stored on on the left side with the rest of their language. But letting out a particularly satisfying shit the word, not the action, makes the the right side of the brain light up and dance with delight. There has also been a lot of research done on the effects of swearing when used for pain management, and it is almost universally accepted by the medical community that research or that swearing can boost your pain tolerance improves your emotional resilience, and even makes you more honest. Um, Though none of it has been confirmed through, you know, the scientific method, there is research being done on the correlation between swearing and honesty because it is believed that people who swear are also more honest, which kind of makes sense to me. You're you're less filtered with your swears, so you're less filtered when it comes to what you're talking about, what's what's on your mind. So if you're more apt to swearing, you're less apt to lying. And as far as society goes, there really is no true difference in society today than that of the Middle Ages. When it comes to swearing, obviously there's huge difference between the year 2023 and the year 1523. But when it comes to the prevalence of swearing, there is actually no proven increase in the use of swear words throughout history. People have always been as foul-mouthed as we are today. The only reason it appears that there is more vulgarity and profanity in our society is because of the media, um, especially social media. If people of the Victorian England era had MTV and Facebook and Cinemax, is Cinemax still a thing, and Twitter, there would have been the same amount of swearing as there is in the media today. Long story short, we were foul-mouthed then, we have potty mouths now, and nothing is truly ever going to change because banning words that are merely just little curse words isn't going to work. So that's all I got on swearing. Um, I told you guys this one would be just a little bit shorter, just kind of to let myself enjoy the holiday weekend a little bit. Um, I, for one, small little tangent, I hope everyone enjoys their their 4th of July. I hope everyone is able to see fireworks or I guess this is coming out after the 4th. So I hope everyone enjoyed fireworks. 
I, for one, find the concept of fireworks kind of bizarre. Um, what a bizarre way to honor the men and women who died in those battles than to mimic those those bomb noises and <laughs> lights. I don't know. That is a tangent for another day. Um, but whatever you did and whatever you're doing, I hope you are enjoying yourself. Um, I hope I wasn't really any more vulgar than I normally am, even with an episode that's literally dedicated to swearing. I hope you guys learn something new, or at the very least, um, I hope you guys enjoy hearing me talking about something new that I've learned. Um, what do we have on the docket for next week? We are diving into ASMR, and it is so much more than just videos on YouTube of women eating food too loudly and smacking, making smacking noise into the microphone. There is a lot, a lot going on in the brain when it comes to people experiencing actual, real ASMR. But until next time, go be your wonderful, weird selves, you bunch of arseholes, and we'll see you next time. Bye! This episode of Weird Humanity was written and researched by me, Amanda Reinhartz. Sources used for each episode can be found in the show notes. Be sure to like, subscribe, review, and give us all the stars wherever you listen. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Weird Humanity Pod and join the Facebook group Weird Humanity Podcast. Send your show ideas, letters of praise, or advertising inquiries to weirdhumanitypod at gmail.com.